Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. Let's get it. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Let's get it. Big win this week. We're excited still. Um, huge win against the 49ers. It's huge. It's Wednesday, and I still – I'm shaking a little bit. Now, can we talk about something? Uh, what did you do on Sunday, Zach? So, Sunday was really boring for me, to be quite honest. I was still searching for that PS5. Um, I drove to a Walmart about 45 minutes away. Nerd alert. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I heard they had it in stock and drove up there, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to find this. And they said, not till 7 a.m. And I said – I've got a job tomorrow, and not only that, I've got the Bills playing. Um, so that's not happening, let alone Monday came, and, like, I heard, like, that evening a store next to us had it, and it was like, you can camp out. And I said, I'm not missing the Bills game. It's not happening. I don't even care. So typical typical Zach goes and wastes a perfectly good Sunday of potential football viewing. I had I did watch on. the Dolphins. I did watch the Dolphins. So don't don't say I wasted it. Randy. I had red zone on. I was I was living I was living the dream. Um that's kind of what I did. I was I don't know though. The, the primetime games are definitely an adjustment for us because we've never had them. And now we have to get used to it for the entire month of December. Uh so that was what number 1 of 4. Yeah, we got a few coming. Um of course we we've, we've got this week versus Steelers. Um, but then fast forwarding, you know, you got you've got the Patriots coming up. You got Denver, Denver before then. Do you consider Denver a prime time? Because like I get I that don't. it's the only game on, but it's a Saturday afternoon. I feel like the only people who really watch those games are the fans of the team that's playing. Like the Denver fans will but, watch and Bills fans. But the good news is we there isn't gonna be college football on. So that is something. Oh, you know what? I didn't think about that. So there might be some just football fans who are looking yeah, for something it, to watch. It is people looking for football, but at the same point, I agree with you. It's I'm excited as a Bills fan because I'm sure you were the same way going into this game. It was dreadful. I had to waste a whole Sunday, and I was like, I don't want to waste my Sunday away, but at the same point, I do. Because, like, that's the only reason I, I wish for the weekend. Um, and going against the Steelers this week, I am terrified of what's going to come because we're going to be waiting for Sunday to be over, practically, to be able to watch that game. Um, but I'm excited because it's a game in Buffalo against a no longer undefeated team that, as I said on my Facebook account, we can beat. But we'll get into that later. We've got another t- game to digest. It's just – it's fun. I mean, I'm excited. We're at that time of the year. We can potentially clinch a playoff spot next week, depending on, like, we, five other circumstances. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. That'll yeah, be, that'll I'm be excited. I'm just pumped. I'm pumped, guys. But I get it. I get it. I'm pumped, too. Um, so, my question that I posed to Joe Miller on the podcast was, best game since question mark and I guess he kind of misunderstood it he thought I left something out there but I was truly just trying to pose it as an open-ended question best Bills game since what for you I mean 
I agree with what he was saying as far as Dallas, because honestly, as a statement game, I think that was right alongside of that because prime time wise, you know, we haven't really had as great of a performance since we did against Dallas last year. I mean, we got, we got so many people saying Josh Allen is amazing. Look at rain Wilson. Um, He came out and said Dwight from the office and he said, you know, Josh Allen is my second favorite quarterback. And Josh Allen comes back and says, assistant to the favorite quarterback. Like, it was such a great nerd alert moment. Like, it was an office retweet, whatever. But, like, you know, you got to see that. Like, got guys coming out and saying, wow, the Bills have a team. We knew there was a team. We're Bills fans. But – we haven't performed as well in primetime as we would have liked. Um, we got a couple games that were like out there for people to watch with the Chiefs and with the Titans that were kind of downfalls. And of course that before that you look at we had the Texans and we we expected to win that game, especially at halftime, which I'm not gonna get into that. I'm still hurt. Um <laughs> But at the same point, you look at it that way, and we were expecting a lot more national media presence there. And we got it. But at the same point, I think, Randy, what do you think? Like, I don't know if you heard this during the game, but one of the commentators said Mike Milano. Do they? Yeah, and Brian and Brian McDermott, Coach Brian McDermott. Brian McDermott, yes. And, and, and I get it. It's, it's a lot to keep track of they have 32 yes. head coaches in the nfl you i know, get that's that. a hard number but i'm also a teacher and i can memorize 32 names but Not my problem bad. is matt milano in my opinion should be a top free agent in the nfl and you know i was worried about us signing him but shoot if the commentators for an espn primetime game don't even realize Matt Milano's name. Should we even worry about having to pay him money? Do you think the NFL coaches know I, who he is? Of course they do, but would, how do the commentators not? I would. I was gonna say, the the NFL coaches and GMs know who Mike Mike Milano is. Yeah, uh, Matt no, Mike yeah, Milano. Funny. Um. Okay. I would consider so. I think the Dallas game was big. I, I get what people say about the Dallas game. And I was at the Dallas game. So, of course, I think it's big. Um, but I think this was the best win. And I'm just going to go back to earlier this season. I think this was the best win since the uh, Chargers game. I'm yeah. sorry, Rams game. Um, Rams game. I think at that point, when you look, when you look at Buffalo at that point, um, nobody believed that we were for real. It was all a bunch of, you know, oh, well, you're, you've beaten the Jets and the Dolphins. Who have you beaten? Um, and I think the Rams game was a statement for the nation where it was like, hey, we can beat these elite defenses that you keep talking about. Uh, maybe even the Seahawks game was big. Um, Seahawks game was huge, to be honest, because, Randy, I'm going to bring up, and I'm not going to be a doubter here because I really don't want to be that, but at the same point, Let's bring up the catch that Micah Hyde had a great tackle right on the goal line, stopped him short, like what, by five inches was what they ended up saying. He was right there, and he, he got the tackle. Um, what, what game are you talking about right now? Against the 49ers. Okay. Micah Hyde had that tackle. 
and that that was huge. But Are you talking about at, the first the first drive for the Niners? No, it was later. It was later in the game when Micah Hyde stopped him, and we ended up challenging it, and ended up being short of the goal, and we ended up stopping them. But okay. my point of that is, you know, if if there was a better quarterback, not to discredit Mullins there, but if he would have threw it to the opposite shoulder, that's a touchdown every time. It just so happened to be he didn't capitalize on the situation, and we had a Pro Bowl safety in the position to stop him. And it worked out in our favor, and that could have been a seven-point swing, which could have been a big factor in the game. But at the same point, in my opinion, we capitalized in that situation. We had the guys to win and have that fourth down stop, etc. Same as earlier when Tremaine Edmonds had that monster stop on the run. So let's let's run down through some key moments in this game. What I know, oh, there's a bunch. Number one, first drive. We don't get a touchdown on the first drive, but the gutsy play calling right off the bat from Dable is showing. Josh Allen is using his hard count and drawing the aggressive defensive line off. Um, you know, you get you get that free play in that first drive just because he was able yeah. to hard count the 49ers off the line. Uh, speaking of Josh Allen, 32 of 48, 80% completion. That's AFC not a just player of the week. Zach. AFC player of the yeah, week. AFC. Third time in a season. Four touchdowns. Everyone's loving on Baker Mayfield for getting four touchdowns. Josh Allen also did it, people. And and here. on top of that, we want to talk as far as fantasy-wise. They gave two fumbles to Josh Allen, okay? The first one was totally on Zach Moss. He closed his arms in the end zone when the handoff was coming. That was on Zach Moss, and there's a reason why Sean McDermott did not hand yeah, the ball that's... off to him again. It was on Zach. It was not on that's Josh. An issue with, that's an issue with stat, stat correction. Um, yeah. And that's the way the, the NFL defines a fumble by the quarterback, though. But, but if we want to get into stat corrections, the second fumble that they gave Josh Allen in fantasy football, Josh Allen's knee was down, which, I mean, I understand that one a little bit because we didn't challenge it on the field, uh, which was kind of strange by Sean McDermott because it could have been a yard difference, you know. I mean, you don't you don't have that ability to win the challenge if you're Sean McDermott statistically. Um, but I don't know what you saw, but I thought Josh's knee was down on that one when he got sacked. Um, but it ended up working out. They didn't give the ball away because he did recover it in the end. And I think if we didn't recover it, it would have been challenged ultimately and would have been called the other way. Um, so if you take away those two fumbles – Perfect game by Josh Allen. 375 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions because the hold by Richard Sherman. The so the the yeah, this was Josh Allen's best performance when you consider who the opponent was, when you consider um the the magnitude of the game as far as you know, Miami's on our heels, and if they lose that if they lost that game you're tied with Miami. Now we have the tiebreaker for now, but um, this was a huge, huge matchup for the Bills. Um, Ooh, something I wanted to talk about. Third quarter, third quarter, 
Do you think the third quarter of this game was the third quarter blues that we've seen previously? Or do you think it was just a matter of – just a matter of the fact that the 49ers got the ball first and ran the ball a bunch, which means they were using a bunch of clock. No, this is the most complete game that the Bills have had all season. I'm not going to lie. Like, I had told my wife going into halftime, I said, oh, here we go. Third quarter blues, like, you know, it's going to make this game closer. And I had called my dad and said, hey, do you realize we have a bigger lead at the end of the third quarter than we did to begin with? That's unheard of. Um, it was a great play-calling moment for Brian Dable. Um, I'm scared we're going to lose him because at, at times this season I've been a little bit, maybe a little bit, I don't know how to word it, but critical on his play-calling. Um, but this season, as or this game going going into it, I was I was nervous against the 49ers just based off experience. But you look at it deep down, holy crap, he's called a game. I mean, he was calling trick plays starting it out. I mean, he was confusing the everybody. Nature, the aggressive nature of Dable's play calling was shocking to me, but it, it also wasn't shocking. If you look at the numbers, the Bills' offense has been more aggressive than the season uh, on paper. It doesn't always show in the games, but the, just that seeing it, that, that I think it was the fact that it was back-to-back, you know, going for it on fourth down. Yeah. That was shocking. I, um, I loved, awesome. I don't know about you, but I loved the handoff to Singletary around the end. I loved that call, even though we barely got it. It was a fake to, I believe, the fullback on that play. And everybody completely expected oh, it to be right down the you're middle. You're talking about on the, the fourth and one where yes. Josh Allen, every, everyone's thinking Josh Allen's going to sneak it. Yeah, I yep. agree because I was, I was sitting there going in my head. I was like, don't sneak it. They've stuffed it a few times already. Don't sneak it. Don't sneak it. And then they faked it. They faked the sneak. Well, the, I think it was a fake fullback handoff. Yeah, and then and they, they went to Singletary around single the end. Yep. And yeah, and that was – it was beautiful, and and you know they they've done multiple multiple things in that game that were exciting. Let alone, you know the in my opinion, you want to look at Josh's progression throughout the season. Josh as a whole, for me, has done so much more than what he would have done last year. Um, through talking to some friends and things of that nature, one thing I brought up was there was a perfect throw to. I believe it was Isaiah McKenzie, a little floater pass in the end zone, and it was beautiful. Josh Allen last year would have missed that pass. Yeah. He didn't have that touch last year. But this year, he's turned it on in that aspect, let alone there was even one point when Diggs got pulled down and he pointed out the flag before it was called and still made the throw. I mean, Alan, yeah, Allen has been making tremendous strides. Yeah, that one play where he was his own referee and he literally points and says, hey, guys, don't miss that call. And then he gets the call. And that's, to me, what the most astounding part of that is because we're Buffalo Bills fans. We don't get calls. No, we don't get calls. We got all. the call. Um, also, there was a, a play in there in, in this game where Josh Allen takes a hit and it really was not a very hard hit by the defender. 
but he uses those Tom Brady acting skills. Oh, he did. And he, he gets the roughing the pastor. So and, hard. You saw And I got to say, I got to say, I used to hate Brady when he did it. I used to always get so upset that they'd get the call. But having it for your it's team is beautiful now. Sweet. It is beautiful now. You saw his head. As he got hit, he kind of whipped his head backwards a little bit and was like, ah. <laughs> and it was a little weak. And at the same point, you know, I'm kind of – I'm like, oh, was it weak? But at the same point, it was late. I'm not going to lie. It, 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 was, it was late. It was a late hit, um, and it was a good sell job. And I think it, they even it was a way to get the, the call. Problem. It was a flop. In, in yeah. terms of soccer, it was a flop, but it was a good flop. And it got the call. So, yeah. So, so enough Josh Allen. I, I have to ask you, what do you, what do you think about this run game? Do you think that our run game is improved, or do you think it's still kind of pedestrian? It's hard to say because the 49ers have a good defense. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. But at the same point, I think I need to see a little bit more out of our run offense. But it's it's tough. I, I mean, I agree with you. It, it's a good defense, but at the same point, I just need to see more. It was – as I said last week, Josh Allen as a whole has done way better when you've given him the ball and let him get in the rhythm. Was I wrong, Randy? Like, was I wrong? You, you weren't You weren't wrong. We got him in the rhythm, had him throwing the ball over 40 times, and he did well. When you don't let him get in that opportunity, he does not do well. Um, I like a balanced run-pass offense, but at the same point, I think – Screw it. You've got the pass offense. Do it. And it, until they stop it, who cares? If if yeah. they can't stop it, keep throwing the ball all day long. And here, okay, so here's what's been tremendous for me about this team. Uh, when Josh Allen first came into the league, cover zero was his nightmare. Couldn't beat cover zero. It, yep. was, it was known by a bunch of defensive coordinators. They figured it out. Couldn't beat it. He figured that out. Then, man-to-man. They were like, well, he's not going to be able to beat man-to-man. He figured that out. Now they're playing zone on him, and he's still able to figure out zone because we have the horses to beat it. Yep. Um, Diggs is the reason why. They were were even talking about um, how if you – and I did go back and watch some of this tape. In the first half, the 49ers were playing a lot of man, and then in the second half, they tried to switch it up to zone, and nothing worked because Josh Allen knew how to beat it. And that, he had that me, blanket and Diggs. I mean, Diggs was his blanket. And I think Diggs knows how to beat zone. And he's shown that. I mean, he finds the soft spot and comes back to the ball. And there, we saw that, I think, with Lee Smith on that first attempt for a touchdown there when Josh missed it by a little bit. Smith could have came back for the ball for that. He should have went off of his defender a little bit more, but he didn't, and Josh expected that. I think he expected more out of his wide receiver there um, to get it, but it, it was really a third tackle running the ball, no different than Deion Dawkins running for a touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's come out, and he's really between zone and man-to-man. It doesn't matter. He finds a way to beat it. He's got the so, weapons to beat it. So it is time for our Twitter minute, which I want to have like a, a theme song that I can play for this. But Twitter minute, Twitter dun, minute. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
Um, so this Twitter minute is going to go to at fans of Buff, who, when I put the pregame score predictions out, responded, and he called the game 27-24. Unfortunately, Rick Gaff was unavailable. Mizzou Badger, who had normally been nailing these game calls. Happy he did birthday, not Rick. Happy birthday, by the way, Rick. Um, but fans of Buffalo comes within a touchdown of the final score. Uh, you know, the final score was 34-24, so the Bills had uh, seven points more than he predicted, which is great. So good work on that prediction. Um, and, you know, Matt, you were wrong, Randy. You were wrong on this game. Let's go ahead and accept that right now. First stage of this is acceptance. Acceptance. Not, that is not – okay, for the record – I called this game a loss. However, flip flopper, flip flopper. <laughs> you cannot blame me. When I saw those sweet white face masks, I knew it was over. As someone yeah. who was in Dallas for the Dallas game, you put white face masks on the Bills, they're going to win. But as a true fan, I believed in my Bills from the time that Jimmy Garoppolo was out and Greg, Greg Kittle. So, yeah, I believed in it, and it was happening. All right. I will agree. You you called this one a win, and I called this one a loss originally. Accept uh, it. So I guess I'll. I'll if you want to give me I'll crap give for flip flopping this, and Haley Bean even liked my post when I brought up, you called me a flip flopper. Look at you, and she hit like on that. So well, ex- I mean, accept that. You you're fair. I will say that I probably I probably that maybe maybe. Flopping is okay on occasion when it's me. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, you're, who you're are right. your offensive players? Stock up. Stock, I'm calling this section Hold stock on, up, Randy. stock down. Hold on. When <laughs> you flip flop, it is okay as long as new information is available. Am I right or am I wrong? New information was available with the white face oh, mask. And all of a sudden, it was change the right. game. Go ahead, yeah, accept it. it. I'm okay it. with correct. changing that. You and win. I changed the Rams game, were, and I was you were, right. You are so, so right. You are, you are so right. You're the rightest person ever. I'm so wrong. I'll never do it again. I'll never call you out because I'm such a hypocrite. Anyways, thank you, Randy. Let's move into our next section here to start wrapping up this game. I call this stock up, stock down. Kind of a simple name. I'm sure it's been used before. But on the offense, what players – have a rising stock, in your opinion, from after this game? In my you opinion... Pick, you can only pick, like, three. Let's let's say you can only pick three. <sighs> Max. Man, this this is tough because it, it's really hard for me to do, do it in this aspect because, in all honesty, so many of the players that did well deserved it. Um, but in my opinion, Cole Beasley. I mean, if anybody doesn't know this, that man is always open. Um, yes, and, and if anybody doesn't know this, he's blocked us on Twitter. So, Cole Beasley, unblock me on Twitter, you coward. Well, he hasn't blocked our Twitter account for our podcast, so please don't give him any notice of that so he can't block us. Uh, but, yes, he has blocked <laughs> okay, the Bills okay. backers of KC podcast. Um, but that's the first guy I want to give that to. For silly things. Um, the second guy I want to give that to in this aspect is – I'm sorry this this hurts so much, Randy. It hurts. Dawson Knox, you deserve oh, it, man. No. You you have changed my opinion on you for this game and this game only. So don't let that change. 
Um, hopefully it has the same aspect of AJ Klein for you and you can change that aspect and it works out fine. But at the same point, you know, you, you've had some, you had some great catches in this game. Um, you had, had those mama going to knocks you out moments where you catch the ball and you kind of stiff arm somebody and kind of get an extra few yards that, you know, it's great. Um, it worked out in our favor in that aspect, but the third player, that's where things get hard, Randy. You know, you got you got to think defense-wise, uh, and I think it's no, Jermaine no, no, no. Edmonds. This is only offense. Oh, only offense. This is only offense. You're breaking the rules. Oh, I'm breaking the rules. You're right. Um, shoot. You know. You're missing a, a, a huge player that I would have on my offense stock up. Yeah. Um, to me, I mean, it's Gabe Davis. He had a touchdown catch. Um, on top of that, he – he seemed to do pretty well in this game and did exactly what we expected with John Brown being out. I'm sure you have somebody a little bit different than me, but Gabe Davis had done a decent job. Yeah. We needed him and Knox to perform and it worked out in our favor. Um, we were scared losing John Brown going into this game. At, at least in this aspect, we got the win without John Brown. Um, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. What are your three? Randy, what are your three? I have two players. Different. So I will agree. Cole Beasley, definitely. I have oh, unstable. I agree with Cole Beasley. I okay. also agree that um, Isaiah, not Isaiah, Stefan Diggs. How could you not count Stefan Diggs for a stock up? I know he's already like. In He's already clouds. up there on me, Randy. He's already but up listen, there. But listen, we learned something today. We learned that Stefan Diggs not only can catch the ball, he can throw wicked blocks. Oh, we knew that. We knew that. That's why I didn't and do it. And last but not least, I last but not least, I cannot believe you left Josh Allen off your list. He's Poor got a stock up for me. MVP I mean, candidate it, already. I think his stock went up this week just with that game, if you're I can't talking, wait to see what he does on Sunday night now. I used to be afraid of Josh Allen in primetime, but I'm looking forward to this game now on Sunday. If you're talking national stock-wise, I can agree with you on Josh Allen. I'll accept that. Um, we saw way more doubters come out, including Prez of Barstool Sports. Um, he came out and said, Josh Allen is incredible. Like, he, he came out and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said that, and somebody responded back and said, oh, yeah, he's great now, um, but he'll be bad come the fourth quarter. And Bill's Mafia did exactly what I expected and roasted the dude that responded and said that. And he goes, you know, if you would have said the third quarter, I would have accepted that. But you said the fourth quarter, and that's where Josh leads – fourth quarter comebacks so get out of here dude and it it was great but you see you see that national media accept josh allen and it's great because josh in history has done really well for our team when things happen that does well he'll come out in an interview and say yeah i messed up there and normally you expect it to be the situation where they say yeah i messed up and the next week, it doesn't matter. They do the same thing again. 
look at Carson Wentz, for example. Um, this week, Josh Allen ended up performing better than the last week because he had a bad week last week and still won the game against the Chargers. And he came out and outperformed on prime time with the white face mask. That might have something to do with yep. it. We will see if the color rush jersey has anything to do with him doing even better come next week. Which do you have anything to add <laughs> this game before the break? So yeah, just before the break, really quick, I want to just say Mike Milano being back. <laughs> wink, wink. Get it? Get it? Uh, of course, I'm talking about Matt Milano. Uh, but yeah. Matt, Matt Milano being back, and I'm gonna say nice, nice addition but didn't make as big of a difference as I thought it would make. I'm, I'm very shocked yeah. that AJ Klein has grown so much and it feels really good to have depth at linebacker because we didn't have that or we thought we didn't have that at the beginning of the year. Yep. You're right. So and that'll, that'll be it. Let's, uh, let's take a and break and come back. You're and right. Klein. Talk about what do it. you think of his, he kind of deflected the ball up for an interception at one point in the game with his arm kind of popped the ball up, which was kind of nice heads-up play to throw his arm under it to pop the ball up for a second, which is good heads-up moment for our linebacker, um, which a lot of people will sit here and say he does not have the pass coverage needs of our team, which I'm not going to lie. Matt Milano is that guy who can do that. But if you look at it this way, when we need him to in a pinch – Klein can do it. He is the man, and let's hope it works yeah, out. Yeah, and that's that's ex- exactly what I'm saying. So that's really great, and I'm looking forward to talking about the Steelers game right after the break. So we'll be right back on the other side. Let's go. Welcome back, Bills Mafia. You know, we're getting ready to prepare for this Steelers game that is prime time, which I know for a fact I was going to plan on flying all the way from Kansas City to Buffalo for this game to watch a primetime Bills game. Fun fact, Zach has never been to a regular season Bills game in ever, except for in Kansas City, um, for a regular season game, which was a fun fact when um, I believe Ter- Terrell Owens was on the Bills and I ended up going to the game and got to see that. But since then, I haven't gone, so I was excited to go to this game. This was a game I was looking forward to, and we get, we don't get to see Bills fans in the stand, but I'm excited for it regardless. Sunday night football, Randy. What do you Hold think? On, pause. pause. Did you just say you've never been to a game in Buffalo? The only game I've been to in Buffalo was Cincinnati preseason. I was, my dad promised me tickets. Um, I was getting ready to have surgery. Granted, keep in mind, Randy – I was a military brat. My dad was in the army and we were moving around all the time. I was never in Buffalo. Um, he was deployed a lot. And so my mom didn't no, care about football. So we weren't going to travel up there to go games. I can't believe that. Cause I'm a season ticket holder. So we're definitely going to get you to some games. Um, okay. So it's time for my, my, me to be upset about the Steelers. Are we all ready for that? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped. So, there comes a time in every undefeated team's life cycle when it becomes one of two things. They become the 72 Dolphins or the 2007 Patriots. I forget which ones. Um, close enough. Close enough. 
The Steelers were never either of these teams. The Steelers did not beat anyone. The Steelers are garbage. I'm sorry. I'm saying it right now. I know that hopefully they don't pick this up and use this billboard material. I don't know why they would. I don't play for the Bills, so it's not like I'm saying it about them. But I'm saying it as an individual. This team is bad at football. And I watched them play most of their games this year. I have Sunday ticket. I have red zone. I just think not a good football team, guys. Um, they didn't deserve to be 11-0, and they deserve to be 11-1. The only thing that makes me sad about it was I wanted to be the team to dismantle them. I wanted the Bills to just totally obliterate them. And I say this because I have a lot of rage towards some friends who are Steelers fans. Um, but I wanted to be at this game with those friends, and I don't have that opportunity. But it is still Sunday Night Football. We still get to see Chris Collinsworth hold mics way too low into his hand. You ever notice how Chris Collinsworth holds a mic at the very bottom of the mic, not yeah. the rest of it? Just the tip. Um, just yeah, just the tip. Giggity. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to mark this explicit. I'm, my bad. <laughs> so we're that's that's my mini rant. I'm just. I've yeah. been saying it since the beginning of the year. This has been my stance. I'm going to go ahead and tee off of this. Those are not a viable. Skylar Susson. Take over. Skylar Susson. I'm calling you out, bro. I'm calling you out. You want to post on here on my post 11 and 0. When I called you out as a paper tiger and you, you took it on, which at the same point, I will accept this. I will accept your response that you didn't determine the schedule. You really didn't. And I accept that because last year, us Bills fans were saying the exact same thing. You know, we didn't determine our schedule and we just beat the teams that we could. And that was what it was. But this year, this year, man, we beat some teams that Randy and I expected were losses going into the season, the 49ers and Rams included were teams that we probably would not realistically expect as wins, but it worked out in our favor. Um, you know what, bro, your Steelers are not as great as what you expect. I'm not saying they're a bad team. Um, you've got James Conner coming back, which could electrify your running game, but ha did it do it before he was there? I don't think so. So bring it on, bro. I hope Matt Milano can stuff the run game. You're so. And since we already, since we already presented this podcast as explicit, I hope we beat that ass in this game. Because honestly, this will be the second game in a row that the Steelers will will lose. And I'm looking forward to it because at this point, we we beat the 49ers. Nobody was expecting that going into the season. We won that game. I think realistically, like I said last week, we could beat the Steelers. I think we can beat Denver. I think we can beat the Pats. I I think we can beat the Dolphins. Send it out. I think we can Zach, run Zach, it. We can run it. You're getting ahead of yourselves. He's getting – sorry, folks at home. He's getting I'm excited. I'm excited, bro. He's had too much sugar. 13 and 3. 13 and 3. It's happening. Oh, my goodness. I mean, if that happens, I will jump through a table, and we can record it. Um, 
Hold so okay, let's you. talk. Let's talk a little bit about. Hey, this hold on, hold on. Randy got better internet. Randy bought. Randy got better internet. So he said he might be able to do something on YouTube. So maybe when the bills go thirteen uh, that's three, he could. can jump through a table. We could. We could do this. We could do this. So here are my my uh, things I wanted to bring up about this game. The Steelers, as I've already stated, not a good team. I'm I'm sticking to that. Number two. Bud Dupree injured, and another guy that not as many people know, Robert Spillane injured. Uh, they're really thin at linebacker, you guys, and it's. I think it's a point of weakness. We could be in for another Cole Beasley game, except unlike the 49ers game where we saw Beasley going deeper, this could be a Cole Beasley nickel and dime, you know, eight, yep. nine-yard passes. It's acceptable, and the thing I'm scared of, Randy, going into this game, to be quite honest, is I'm scared that – one thing we didn't bring up in the last game that you didn't mention was liabilities. And I think it's Levi Wallace. Um, Levi Wallace was a liability. He was the guy that you expected them to throw the ball. And I expect a veteran like Ben Roethlisberger to exploit that. And if Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier do not have an answer for that, we are going to have a problem. And, I hope they can have an answer, and I hope it works out. And at the same point, another problem we had was hurry-up offense against our defense, and it gassed us. And if anything, putting that against on tape against us could potentially hurt us if we aren't able to work that out. Having Matt Milano or Mike Milano for us could help us as far as rotating players in and certain defensive players maybe being back, but we were already as healthy as I would expect us to be going into it, minus John Brown. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's scary. I mean, you're going against a team that knows how to win in history. I mean, the Steelers have won since Tomlin has been a coach. I mean, there's nothing that I can really speak ill will about that team. I don't have any hate against the Steelers, except for the fact like what you mentioned, they are a paper tiger. And I cannot wait to shut everybody up about that team. I, yeah, I'm, so I, I do have ill will growing up in the Western New York area. I just knew so many Steelers fans that were so annoying for so long. <laughs> so I do have some ill will. I'm not going to lie. And you can probably hear it in my voice. Um, I just hope that my take is, is as, as fire as uh, it sounds, and I hope it comes correct, obviously, because I will sound like an idiot if it doesn't. Um, but here's a sound question like... for you. Over under in this game, what do you think it is? Pooh, this is – I mean – What do you think the books have it set at? I honestly expect them to have the Steelers probably by three is what I expect. Um, and that's against Buffalo at home, which it's really six, um, but in reality, three points. Oh, no, no, so that's the line. I'm talking about the over-under, so the amount of oh. points scored between both teams. Over-under on this game, I expect it to probably be a high-scoring game. I expect it so let me give you this expect number, us 40. to be over 50. All right, so I was going to say 46 and a half is the current betting line. So you would be taking the over. Yeah. Um, I would 100% take the over right now. I think 46 and a half is really low. But that tells me that Vegas, at least, 
thinks that one of either either Vegas thinks that both defenses are going to show up a little bit more, or that one defense is going to show up mightily. I don't know for sure. I think the Bills' defense is turning the corner. This could be a, a game to prove that. Yeah, um, I agree. So, so obviously, we got to get to our formal predictions for wins, and we're running kind of long tonight, but that's all right. So, what do we think, Zach? Do you have this down as a W? The yeah. people want to know. You know, I had a Facebook post last week, and I kind of skipped ahead of the 49ers a little bit. And, and honestly, there was no mistake there. I believe that was going to be a win from day one, and I was right. And I'm going to take it again and say I'm going to be right again, and we are going to beat the Steelers at home on – Sunday night football, prime time, second game in a row. Yes, exactly. And I I am looking forward to this game. I'm excited. At the same point, I think we can all agree that we would much rather see the Bills at noon in KC time, like Central Standard Time. We'd love to see the Bills at noon. One o'clock Eastern, that's where we thrive. But – you know, we won last week, and it's a, I'm okay with prime time. I love seeing the Bills deserve their credibility, and I think, you know, we can win again and shut everybody up once and for all. Uh, I agree. So, coming at you from the KC Bills pod, this is Dirty Randy. I'm Zach Bass. Make sure to follow us at KC Bills pod on Twitter. And, as always, Go Go Bills. Bills!